When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so I I also had lots of boy cousins and grew up being um, one of the only girls on the on my dad's side of the family. But we I don't know we weren't like a crazy Husker football family. We watched games and stuff, and I suppose it was probably about high school time where I started really loving to listen to the games. Like Kent Pavelka's voice is my spirit animal animal, um, but. Uh, my first year of college was 1995, so I remember watching that 94 championship. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> decent, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that 94 championship and like everybody out on the streets partying on on O Street and everything, and just thinking I'm gonna be there next year. And so, so we started off strong when I was in college, and and that's that's where I really, you know, Husker football really got its hooks in me. Well, Husker football got its hooks in her back in the mid-90s and, and it hasn't let go uh, since. We welcome to the fan forum, Husker super fan, Husker girl, uh, Amy. How are you doing, Amy? Hey, good. Good to see you tonight. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of fun. Uh, as we talked about, uh, I think, on the, the Husker girl show, Amy and I have known each other for a long time back in the college days. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit of that here in a, in a minute. Uh, but first, uh, to go through some of our upcoming shows and some of the promotions, uh, on Wednesday night, we'll have Brett Siancey with Pick 6 Previews. He'll be joining us at uh, 8 p.m., so that's Wednesday night. And we'll be talking about national uh, Big Ten stuff and then also Nebraska football, of course. Uh, we also have the uh, her, uh, the Hale Varsity code, uh, or use the promo code REDCAST at HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe. Get $10 off the uh, yearly subscription. Uh, Alumni Hall, two Lincoln locations, downtown 1120 P Street and South Point Pavilions, 2910 Pine Lake Road. That's right behind the Barnes and Noble and a whole bunch of good uh, Husker gear there. Go get yourself some there. FSC Edge, if you're looking to make a career change, Redcasters, go to www.jobsatfscedge.com. And custom shirts and specialty items, Smack and Smooch. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook at Smack and Smooch. That's Shane and Laura out there in Elwood. All right. I've got my smack and smooch shirt on today. There we go. Yes. <laughs> nice. we, gotta, we are dressed for the occasion here. Um, for the uh, fan formers who are new to this, uh, basically the, the whole premise of the fan form is that we, we bring different guests from all different generations, backgrounds, everything on that are Husker fans. We ask them the same four questions. Why are you a Husker fan? What is your favorite Husker fan memory? And who are your all-time favorite Huskers? And how do you think the Huskers will do next year? Um but before we get to that, let's just kind of sit back, chat a little bit. Amy, you know, we've been friends for a long time. You're out there in the, the Bitterroot Mountains of uh, Montana. You've been a Husker fan, like you said, I mean, dating all the way back. But but 
you've had a professional career that's taken you to Kansas city. You're up in Montana and you've maintained that, that Husker fandom. You know, what's it like to be a, a Husker fan that's not located right here in Lincoln, like Lincoln area, like I am. It's I, I was thinking about this, this when we were getting ready for the show and I, I haven't lived in Nebraska for a long time. And, and I sad as it sounds, I I've lived more of my life outside of Nebraska than in Nebraska now. And I, I hate that because I love Nebraska so much, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was, it was fantastic living in Kansas city, especially during like the big 12 years, because there were so it's, it's such a conglomeration of, of everybody from the States around that you could come into the office on Monday and you could, you know, give the Tigers and the Jayhawks a hard time. And there's somebody there from Oklahoma and K-State and you really Mm -hmm. had a good conference feel. And Kansas city is just such a great sports town too. Everybody loves sports. And so that was kind of a, a heyday of, of, you know, football fandom, Husker fandom outside of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we moved to the Big Ten and there's not too many Big Ten people around or there weren't at least around where I was working um, mm-hmm. my years in Kansas City. And then I move out here to Montana and I was able to get the the Cornhusker uh, license plate in Montana. And that tells you how few Cornhuskers there are out here. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of hard. Like they, I, I've always, always been a very, you know, emotional and intense dyed in the red Husker fan. And so everybody always knows me as that, but, um, I realized in our last Huskers, uh, podcast, like I don't get to, to associate with other Huskers as much as I would like to. And it like, Oh, it really gave me a charge to be able to do that. And, um, you know, to connect with the show and be able to talk football and think about football and have that connection back into Nebraska, even though I'm living so far away. Mm-hmm. Well, and and uh, fan formers or, or redcasters, I guess I can call them whatever here, um, that are following along. That video at the very beginning of Amy, that was from our Husk Girls episode we did back in March or April. So you can go back on our YouTube channel. You can uh, go and watch that again. That was a great episode if you haven't seen that yet. Um, but, but yeah, you know, so when you're in Kansas city, Nebraska played there in the big 12 title game against Oklahoma, were you at that game? Yes. Yes. And no, um, (laughs) I, I tailgated at that game and it was freezing. It was (laughs) so cold. Um, I had some cousins who came into town and, you know, we were all adults by then, or most of us were. And so we tailgated and it just froze our, our butts off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went back home and sat in front of my fireplace and watched the game while they froze themselves even more. Um, and the way the game turned out, I was really happy that I had made that decision. I didn't really like it very much at the time, but, you know, in hindsight, it worked out pretty nice. Yeah, good choice. Uh, Boomer yeah. went to that game and he still talks about that's the coldest he's ever been. And thankfully he had some adult beverages that he could, you know, drink with him there. But um, you mentioned uh, you were there with some of your cousins. I don't know if this would have been one of the cousins, but one of them is Brandon Vogel. We've yeah. had him on on. And maybe this will this will kind of lead us into a little bit of the first uh, conversation here. I asked him a question because you're from Hemming Ford. Very yep. clear that's Ford and not Ferd for anyone. Well done. Um, 
so you are out there in western Nebraska, which is just slightly west of Seward, right? Is it where, where does western Nebraska begin, Amy? Is it is it Kearney? Is it Grand Island? It's definitely not Kearney or Grand Island. <laughs> there is so much western Nebraska west of that. <laughs> you used to get uh, I I used to say that I'd be like, yeah, we're going out to Grand Island, we're going to western Nebraska, and it would just drive you nuts. But so growing up in the Panhandle, that's that's a, a different um, you know upbringing as a Husker fan than growing up right over here. And so I asked Brandon this question. I'll I'll ask it after you, after uh, we watch this. I'll ask you as well. I went to one Nebraska game as as a kid, essentially. My first game. So I was in high school. Freshman year was 94. Senior year was 97, 98. So mm-hmm. as good as it gets in terms of Nebraska's on-field performance. But my, my parents, we went to, to one Nebraska game. It was 1987, Oklahoma-Nebraska. Uh, so not, not one that went the Huskers way, but a pretty mm-hmm. historical and meaningful game for your first one. But it's it's six hours away. Six hours away. Yeah, um, if you're driving fast. <laughs> if you're driving fast. Well, let, let, let's leave with the first question. And with that fresh in mind, you know, Amy, why are you a Husker fan? Yeah, I, I, it just comes down to being a Nebraskan. I think, you know, there there's something to it that it's the, it's what you do when you're a Nebraskan. You know, I, I never was that excited about NFL or uh, anything else. And I wasn't going to be a Colorado fan or a Wyoming fan, even though I, I lived. So I think, I think Hemingford is closer to five other state capitals than our own state capital. I think that's what somebody told me once mm-hmm. and, and definitely closer to Denver and Rapid City and, you know, a, a lot of places. Um, but, you know, I'm a Nebraskan and I, I love Nebraska and I love the Huskers. And uh, I had a couple of, of neat experiences. I uh, Like Brandon, um, I didn't go to a Husker game until I was a freshman in college. So mm. even a little bit later in life. Um, so I was pumped to get my tickets when we, you know, we got the packet. You get the acceptance letter, but I was more excited to get the football ticket letter. <laughs> <laughs> you can apply for tickets now. I'm like, oh, this is so great. And I had uh, my freshman year tickets. I was solo. I didn't sit with a group or anything. And I was in the third row right behind the goalpost in South Stadium. And so I was so close. I was behind the goalpost, but I was Mm -hmm. so close. (laughs) It was great. Um, So anyway, but I had had some cool experiences before that that kind of got me hooked on Lincoln and on the Huskers. I, I was in 4-H and so I got to make a few trips to Lincoln for State Fair um, and, you know, really loved Lincoln there. I had this really cool program. They did this in the, in the probably would have been late 80s, I guess. I was in seventh and eighth grade, but the university had an outreach program to rural students, um, girls who went to to rural schools. And I went to a little mm. one room country schoolhouse, like, like little house in the prairie schoolhouse. Mm. Uh, and they, they had an outreach program uh, for science and math and technology for girls in, in rural Nebraska. And so they had, uh, it, it was called wise. So it was women investigating sciences and in the environment. And we had little, a little hub in, in Shadron because Shadron state college and then Wayne state and um, Kearney and then we we had our little camps there, and then we all got together, all forty five of us, 
and we're in Lincoln for a week too. And so I got to be on the campus um, in seventh and eighth grade also. And I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it. I, I, I love, it was just one of those meant to be things. And uh, the funny part was I didn't think that I would, would be able to go to UNL. Like I, I just, everybody I knew had gone to Shadron mm-hmm. and I thought that's just kind of was predestined for me as well. And I was also kind of just dumb and innocent. And and I, I can remember clearly my mom telling me once, she's like, you know, you could go to Lincoln. I'm like, really? I could go to Lincoln? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, so, how far is Shadron from, from Hemingford? So Shadron's about, uh, from Hemingford, it's probably about 45 minutes. I lived a, about 15 minutes outside Hemingford even. So okay. I actually lived in Dawes County. So I was about 30 minutes from Shadron. So, so so you, so I, I say you're from Hemingford, but you were, you were on a ranch out there then or farm or farm and ranch. Yeah. And I did like kindergarten through eighth grade. I I went to a country school and we had like tops. We had 13 kids in all grades from kindergarten through eighth grade. So (laughs) that's that's my wife, uh, Kathy, she went to a one room schoolhouse through fourth grade. And I think she, she and you might've talked about that. Yeah, I think so. Um, and you know how rare that is. Like, yeah, I mean, that is like little house on the prairie kind of stuff. We oh, went to a run room schoolhouse and and everything. But uh, that's so cool. And it's also cool. Uh, you know, there's all these different outreach programs that the university does. You know, today and everything, and, and how those programs really do have value. What you mentioned with the one that you were in there, how that, you know, it, it just gives people exposure to the university, to the to Lincoln. To, you know, that maybe wouldn't have had that opportunity too. So that's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, and it really, uh, I don't know that the program is still going anymore. I think it was just a few years, but it really had a significant impact on my life besides getting me to Lincoln. Um, they, it, it, this is extravagant, but they gave each of us a computer and a modem because wow. it was late eighties mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and taught us how to use it. And we were, you know, young girls getting on the very first bulletin board systems um, through our, our university system and our state colleges. And that got me into technology. And, and it was just having that access to it that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, And, and now I work in technology. I I always have. Hmm. And um, I don't think I'd be here probably if it weren't for that. So that's, that's awesome. I owe, Hmm. I owe a lot to UNL. Even That's though right. I don't owe a lot to them anymore. Yeah, yeah you paid. You paid what you owe. Yeah, I paid a lot. <laughs> yeah, same there, right? Um, well, you know, one of the things, and and I want to keep on this the panhandle thing for a second yeah. too, because I think it's, you know, you mentioned something about you know it's this pride of being from Nebraska and living there, and anything inside the border, you're from yeah. Nebraska, and I can remember going out uh, one of our first trips, Kathy and I did as a couple. We went out to like Black Hills, and you know, we were gone for about a week, and. I don't know the, the way I am man, when I get back into the state, like the second I'm done with the trip, when we cross the border and there's a Nebraska sign, I mean, it just feels like it's home. And here we are, we're passing over, you know, probably by Shattering, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we're coming in. And then I remember we drove through Alliance and there's these Husker flags out and all this. And I mean, we couldn't be further away from home still. It's still six hours away, but it absolutely felt like we were in Nebraska. I mean, you just, the red is out, there's Herbie's and, and stuff on people's, you know, driveways and all that. And, so what's the experience like growing up a Husker fan, but growing up six hours away? Is it like what Brandon said there, you know, Hey, you don't get to make it down as often or, or is it no different of a feeling than when you lived in Lincoln? 
I think there's, I think there's a definitely a sense of belonging. Like you talked about, you know, you start seeing the flags and the hats and, and the coats and, and everything. And we wore, you know, we had our Husker starter jackets and, and stuff like that. We dressed probably a lot like the kids did in Lincoln and in the Eastern Mm -hmm. half of the state. Um, So you definitely have that belonging piece of it. I, you know, being, being a little bit older, we didn't have the games on TV as often, of course, but we listened on the radio. Um, And I should, uh, I I should say this, this, you played that clip at the beginning and I have a little bit of an asterisk. I have to add to that because I was totally thinking of my dad's side when I was saying that piece, my mm. mom's side had some good Husker fans on it. Um, mm. In fact, my, my grandma, my mom's mom was a big Husker fan. She went to UNL and met my grandpa there. Mm. Um, and I have a couple of aunts who watch every volleyball game and every football game. And, and uh, my, my aunt and uncle who live in uh, Alliance have season football tickets and travel to every mm. game. And so there are people in the panhandle who do. Um, wow. And uh, we have, I, I'm, I'm related to a lot of people. I say, I, I say Brandon Vogel's my cousin. He's probably like my second cousin or something like that. I, it's hard to keep track of, but I, I grew up there. I'm the fifth generation of Delsings there. And, you know, so we're all just kind of interconnected a, a few uh, pieces apart. But anyway, um, I have a, another, I'll just call her an aunt because I don't know how exactly we're, we're related. Um, but she's kind of the the Husker ticket broker in Alliance. So she knows everybody who has season tickets. And if you know, if you have a weekend, you want to go to a game, you just give her a call and she's like, oh yeah, I think so-and-so is not going. I'll see if we can get, get you um, their tickets to buy. And she just does it because she wants to do it and be connected and everything. I'm not sure if she mm-hmm. still does now in internet age or not, but it was always just, you know, call Kathy. She'll know. <laughs> you know that, that is what I love about this state as a, as a community. It's one large Husker community. And we've always, we've heard this forever. People talk about where, you know, especially in the smaller towns, when there's a Husker game, the, the, the towns closed down because either everyone's at the, at the local bar watching it on TV or they're down in Lincoln, you know, going to the game. And I can remember growing up and, and you'd have all the signs all around the stadium of, you know, Alliance's for Nebraska and Scott's Bluffson's, whatever that we call them, you know, Columbus's and all that. And every town, you know, they'd have some sign for them, but it's just, it's a collective thing. The whole state gets behind it. And it, it's the thing that brings us all together. Um, and that's, really even that's what the fan forum is about too. I I love telling these stories and having people tell their stories of what it's like to be a Husker fan from completely different backgrounds, completely different, you know, places and um, different timeframes and everything. But when it comes to timeframe, you had a great one to be there at Nebraska and same with me. You, you were 95, right? You got there. We had it it made, didn't we? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, to try to tell, or I just, I almost feel bad. I don't even want to tell the young kids right now. I mean, I feel bad. Like we're, we're the old people always saying, yeah, we won all the time, but we did. We never lost a home game, you know, during my, my first three seasons there. I was a tear. I, I hate to admit this, but I was a terrible fan. The first, like my freshman year, I didn't stay till the end of each game. And I hate to admit that, but we would be thumping them so bad that people would be ready to go. And so I would just go and I would never leave a game early now, but Mm -hmm. I did that year and 
just one of those guilty little confessions I have to make. Well, that's that's maybe not your fa- favorite fan memory, but let's yeah. go to question number two. What is your favorite Husker fan memory? So I was thinking about this and it was really surprising to me that some of my favorite memories were actually games that we lost, which is really weird. Um, but one of the, the, I'd have to say this was like one of the coolest games that I've been to. It was um, 2006. So that was the first year that I had had my uh, season tickets. So they had expanded the stadium there. I had, I had a, a period there where, you know, I was out of school and then I grew up and I was adult and absolutely could not afford tickets. But, and, and the wait list used to be years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2006, they, they expanded the stadium and, and I got lucky enough to get tickets. And so the 2006 uh, Texas game, it was, it, it was a night game, which was always awesome. Mm-hmm. And we were playing them really good. I, I think they were ranked ahead of us. And, uh, you know, Texas night games had not gone so well in the past. And so it was a, a little, little touchy there, but we were doing great. And it got down, we were so close to him. It got down to, you know, kind of the end of the fourth quarter and it was just slightly snowing and it was dark. And so the snow was like coming down and the lights and everything. And we had this awesome drive and we got up, I think I, I had to look this up. I'm terrible at remembering games, but it was like 20 to 19. And the stadium was going nuts. And I just love yelling on defense. I feel like I have a moral obligation to help the defense out and, you know, just get completely scream my head off. And so I was screaming mm-hmm. my head off. I couldn't even hear myself screaming. And it felt like we were making the snow come down. Like it was such a... <laughs> Weird thing, but the louder we got, the more snow came down and it felt like this weird crowd experience of we were in charge of the weather and we were going to make this game happen and we're going to win. And we ended up not winning, but Hmm. dang, it was an amazing experience to be there. You know, a friend of the Redcast, Tyler Kai, who's associate athletic director, uh, and he's been on here before. He would love to hear everything you just said there because what you're talking about is it's the experience of being at the stadium. And we all, you know, look, we all have the man cave, you know, in the basement, the big TV, the, you know, all the, there's a lot of reasons that people can give not to go to games. You know, the restrooms are right next to you. And and I get that. And there's reasons why Trev is doing everything they can right now to try to, you know, make Memorial front stadium as fan friendly as possible. But everything you just said there about the environment of being there in that kind of game. And, and, and you're talking about the snow coming down your time. I mean, just everything about it. That is, you know, when that stadium, when the games are meaningful and they're big games and that's what we got to get back to, you know, yep. no one's denying that we got to get back to that. We got to do that this year, but imagine a three and O Nebraska hosting Oklahoma this year and what that environment wow. would feel like. Just, I mean, it's just that, amazing. And I'm the kind of person, like I, I have been known to, to cry during the tunnel walk. And I always get goosebumps. And, and there is just, I cannot overstate how much I love Nebraska football and, and love being in that stadium. That's like one of the biggest privileges of being alive. I think I, even when the games are terrible, um, I love being there. Well, you know that you just set me up here because here's the video I didn't okay. show you from earlier, but this is one from the Huskers, but you talk about the lifestyle of loving Husker football. Okay. I'm kind of with you, Maddie, as far as like 
the lifestyle of just loving Husker football is what I love most. Like I know some facts and I know some games and stuff, but dates always get away from me and all of that stuff. But I love being a Husker fan. Like, and, and I don't, I guess I don't have to prove it because I kind of prove it before people ask me questions. I've, I've got the Cornhusker license plate in Montana. I was really <laughs> pumped that I could get that when I moved here. Um, I, I had a, you know, Husker garter for my wedding and ran into a Husker guy out there at the lake, like on the way to the altar and yeah, uh, stuff like that. And so mostly I just get teased for being the Husker fan and people like to kind of poke me a little bit about the whole, you know, oh, you guys and your coaches and all of that stuff. And, but I just, I, I love it so much. I can't hide it. So then pretty much they just are okay with it. At least I'm consistent. You are, and you've done this before. Um, <laughs> you love it so much you can't hide it. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good feeling there. And, and it's something that it's a, it's a prideful thing that us Husker fans have, whether we win or lose. And no matter how long, no matter how many seasons it's been since we've had that winning season, we, you know, we still have that passion. And I don't think people outside of the, the borders or outside of the fandom, they don't understand it. I think no. they, I think they just assume that, okay, well, how many more losing seasons will it take before, you know, we stop. And I can't speak for every Husker fan out there, but I can speak for myself. It It's never going to stop. Mm-mm. No, know? I, I don't think, I don't think it's, I think it, I think it's so much part of who I am. I don't think it's really possible to mm-hmm. stop. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little blasphemous to say it's a religion, but really it is a religion. It's something I believe in and it's part of who I am. Hey, Redcasters, I know the economy has been tough and are you looking for a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having a competitive, stable history of over 20 years? What is FSC Edge, a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies, expert services, helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality, and they support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the United States and Europe. You can work with fun people with great attitudes, learn about patents. You're not on the phone. You're not customer facing. You can dress just like me right now in your Husker tank top and your Go Big Redcast hat, and you can work in a new environment with over $2 million in improvements job also comes with excellent benefits. Go check out available jobs today at www.jobsandfsc.com. Let's see here. Let's go to uh, question number three. Okay. Who are, who are your all-time favorite Huskers? Oh, I'm, I'm terrible at this question. Um, but <laughs> I think they, I think you tried to slip this one in on the, the Husk Girls show. And um, I decided that I'm just going to have to go with, with uh, Garrett Nelson because I'm going to show my panhandle pride right now. And I'm going to go with my, my favorite on the team right now. And it, it just, it gets me so excited when he is so pumped up and he's out there on the field and he's being proud and, Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, making these speeches about, I feel like he feels how I do about Husker football. And, and I love that. I used to get that same feeling from like Wistrom and the Peter boys and, and, you know, those good old nineties names. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to have that back. And plus, you know, go Scott's bluff. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a panhandle kid out there and 
a great example of, you know, in this world of transfer portals and, you know, some kid comes in and plays right away. Nelson's been here for four seasons. He, he redshirted, he worked his way up. He's built his body. He's done all the things, all the old school like um, traits of, of Husker football. And here he is now he's developed himself into a different player than he was when he got here. And, you know, he talked last week about wanting to be all big, Ten, you know, be the big 10 defensive player of the year. And I'm not going to stop him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and there, I, I can't get the quote right, but he, you know, he was talking about, this is just who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I, my whole life I, has been leading up to this and I'm, you know, living the dream. I'm sure that's not what he said, but, <laughs> but that same sort of thing. And I can't, I can't blame anybody for leaving early. I can't blame anybody for going into the portal, but I still love that dedication of those kids who will come in, uh, you know, as a walk on and maybe they never are great, but they're there and they're a Husker and they're working their butts off. And Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, that still means a lot to me. Yeah. And we, we have a a strong walk on program there. We also, obviously Nelson was a scholarship guy out of Scott's Bluff and there's a scholarship kid next year, uh, Newtson coming out of Scott's Bluff too. So Western Nebraska continues to be, well represented there uh, in Lincoln. And last but not least, Rob, uh, Alumni Hall, two Lincoln locations, downtown 1120 P Street and South Point Pavilions, 2910 Pine Lake Road. That's right behind the Barnes & Noble. And a whole bunch of good uh, Husker gear there. Go get yourself some there. We have a couple tweets here. Usually I do this earlier, but let me pull a couple tweets of the week out that we have. Um, The first one, uh, College Football Home said, uh, what is your college football bucket list? Mine includes Army versus Navy, Iron Bowl, sailgating at Washington, sing country roads at West Virginia, and jump around at Wisconsin or just a few. And uh, you responded, Nebraska Natty with Abby something and the rest of the Go Big Redcast crew. That would be awesome. Number two, Nebraska Rose Bowl. Number three, uh, University of Montana for Grizz Cat. You're going to have to tell me what that is in a second. Jump around was four. And then number five, Texas A&M for the weird cheer cult. I can tell you about that one. We've been to there, but uh, what's the, what's the, um, what's Grizz Cat, Montana? So um, it, it's uh, Missoula and Bozeman. So the University of Montana is in Missoula mm-hmm. and then Montana State is in Bozeman and, um, but, and uh, Missoula is the Grizzlies or the Grizz. And um, then they're the the cats down there. So it's just their in-state rivalry, but it's always a, a big game. And there's some real, um, in Nebraska doesn't have it as much, maybe, maybe Lincoln, Omaha sort of in-state rivalry, but it's kind of like the Kansas K-State in-state rivalry thing. Mm-hmm. Bozeman and Missoula do not like each other very much. Um, you know, they'll all band together as Montanans when needed, but any other time it's a rivalry. We, we have uh, offices, the company I work for has offices in Missoula and and Bozeman and we'll even have competitions between the two offices. So I, (laughs) I need to get to one of those games. The pandemic has kind of put a, a a lid on that, but uh, there will be a time soon where I get to go to that. And that would be fun. Uh, You know, when we came out and saw you guys last summer, we did, we did the RV trip and it was my wife and son and then my sister and brother-in-law, they came along too. And, and so, you know, I always turn these trips into a red cast road trip and I didn't get out to Bozeman. I couldn't make the extra couple hours and, but, uh, but Missoula, we got to see the, the Grizz and where the Grizz uh, play. And that's a great facility there. And then uh, Montana state this year, I think they won FCS 
yeah. I think they won the title and they were hosting South Dakota state in the championship game. So it's on ESPN cold as heck and snow coming down, which was awesome for a playoff game. And Redcast boomer made a big point about that on Twitter. I remember he was saying like, you know, heavens forbid, we can't have this at the FBS level. We can't have bowl games up North. We can't have Nebraska or, you know, just some Northern school hosting a Southern school in December, you know, that just can't happen in college football. And then here you are watching the championship game being played in Bozeman. It was a great setting. Yep. It, it was, it was great. They were, ha- they had a, so the way the, the news media works, we don't get a lot out of Bozeman. We mostly get the, the Missoula news and, and local stuff from there, but they were having, uh, putting calls out for people around Bozeman to just come and shovel the stadium. So, <laughs> you know, just, just, local come and help us out you know bring your shovel and and uh, scoop out the seats so that was awesome too that is that is awesome uh let's see we've had a bunch of uh, comments and stuff come here what's this for oh marty honky i know her uh we live in columbus so didn't get to actually go to many games but always watch the games if they were televised and definitely listen to lyle brims on radio it's in our genes woman and child Oh, uh, here's one from Spurs fan Gary. Were you pretty excited when Samari Torre transferred from Montana to Nebraska? Yes, and and our kicker for this year, who I'm blanking out. Oh, um, uh, Bishimi. Bishimi, yeah. the, the, the yes. hunter. Yep. Yep. So I can't like be totally. Uh, to be honest about, it, I didn't watch them very much uh, play at Montana, but it's kind of fun to just kind of jump on the bandwagon and be excited about it once they are in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's uh, Abby, as as you mentioned, Abby something. This is Abby Harris, a Husk Girls football road trip. That would be a lot of fun yeah. there. Um, let's go back to uh, to tweets of the week. And this is an, another one that we had here. It's something we just posted, uh, and you wanted me to, to grab a screenshot of this. So uh, it's a, the Redcast annual preseason tradition. Uh, we go through the season game by game and get your thoughts on how the Huskers will do. And and uh, so we did this game by game on Twitter and everyone has a chance to vote in the, the, the polls on that. So yeah, what were so your I, thoughts on that? So I thought this tied in really good to the, the fourth question of the fan okay. forum. Um, well, you know what? Let's go, let's go out of order. Yeah. Let's go question four with that in mind. How do you think the Huskers will do next year? So, so I was going through the little preseason poll and everything and I was finding myself about as excited as Redcast Rob, and I realized I needed to back down a little bit from thirteen and zero. So I think I went twelve and one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're, so, I had of us losing to Michigan, and that's all. Yeah, I well, so I had the um, you know I just had the twelve games of the regular season. Is that's the tradition of the Redcast poll? Yeah, yeah. And Rob's like, yeah, well, you know, where's Ohio State on it? And I'm like, well, we don't play Ohio State. He's like, well, sure, we're we're going to in the championship. Oh, okay, I get it. But you know, no, this is just the 12 games, Rob. That's yes. why I didn't, you know, of course, you know, we could have added, you know, three more games to it, right? He so I need to say, I, I need to make my correction to 11 and one instead of 12 and one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. In fact, right now, and I mean, there's, you know, 25 some thousand votes or whatever. Um, and we did, we started it last night. So there's a couple more days, uh, red casters, you can go out and, and vote on that. But, um, but uh, with like 25,000, some votes, it is 11 and one. The only game is Michigan. And that that's like a 70% have Michigan winning it. That's the only thing that surprises me is that that many people actually, I kind of thought that every game would either be extremely close or at least we'd be winning every one of them. And, it's not if I feel like we're going to go 12 and 0 or not. That's not the point. The point of this of this practice every year is that people will be very reasonable minded or, you know, they'll they'll come in and go, ah, you know, 
Vegas says seven and a half. I think we'll win seven. I think eight. Oh, maybe if we, you know, you know, a couple bounces our way, we'll go nine or maybe even 10 wins. Who knows? But then you actually stick the games in front of their yeah. face and they have to vote. And it's almost always like, well, we're not going to lose to Purdue. We're not going to lose to this team. We're not going to lose to that team. And you get done with it. It's like, oh, no, I just I just made us 12 and 0. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it was. I, ab- absolutely. If you just put the numbers in front of me, I never would have gone that high. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah. I think we knew that. Well, gosh, we got to lose something. I guess I'll go Michigan. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's it, why might, it might be Wisconsin, but I, I think I have a good chance of going to the game against Wisconsin. So I don't want to lose. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. It, 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 it gets to be that um, the, what Vegas does, you know, from an analytics standpoint and they predict out, Oh, this is how many, it, the game, the season doesn't work that way. If we yeah. lose that first game and gosh, that's the worst thing in the world. For, I don't even want to say it, right. I don't want to speak it into existence, but if you start and one, I, I, I don't know what the season looks like, but you go one and oh, you start with that win against Northwestern and you come back and you, you build some momentum. And now you're three and oh, you're three and oh at home playing Oklahoma. I mean, I'm looking at that and that's going to be a hell of an environment. It's going to be an amazing place to be at. And then I started thinking about how we, we played them within a, you know, one score last year and, and the starting quarterback we had, you know, had six touchdowns or five or six touchdowns against Oklahoma last year as the starter for Texas. So it's like, you know, you start, okay, I can picture a win. If we go four and if we beat those guys now, all of a sudden, I mean, and it's, it's what we do every year, but it also, it doesn't feel weird this year because the, the no. schedule does play out a lot nicer than what we've had in the past. Yep, exactly. Last year looked pretty good too. And you know how that turned out, but I, I, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm hoping that this year is the year. I think this is going to be it. I say that every year, but (laughs) I'm really sure this time. Uh, Jeremy goes unrelated to GBR, but asks Amy best fishing hole in Montana. Where's the, (laughs) We have we had Abby too, so but yeah, she was just on there. Uh, you can't give that kind of stuff away. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I work for a company that has a, a hunting app also, and you know those things are secret. You can't you can't give away your hunting spot, your fishing spot, or your huckleberry spot. That those things I have learned from being in Montana. I am I am so non outdoorsman. What is a huckleberry spot? <laughs> So there, there's these there little wild berries that grow in oh, okay. the you know Pacific Northwest area. Um, they're kind of like a smaller blueberry, but have a little bit different taste, and they'll only grow in the wild. So you can't plant them at home, and so you have to go out and you go out on public land and you gather them, and then oh. you. But anywhere you go, that's tourist touristy, like through Montana, Idaho. Um, Oregon, any of that stuff, they'll have, oh, huckleberry, everything. And most of it's just, you know, flavored syrups, but the, they are really good. Like it's, it's pretty much bush to mouth when you're out there and you <laughs> when they're ripe, they're delicious. You know, all I, uh, all I could think of was in the movie Tombstone, there's a, there's a part where yeah, yeah. I call it, yeah, I'm your huckleberry. And that's, that I didn't realize there's an actual berry for that. There so. is. Uh, very cool. Um, let's see here. You know, actually, we didn't go out of order. We did ask one, two, three, and four, but uh, we're both you know, good at math. <laughs> one spot, you know, I want to go back to how we met each other, actually, because we met the uh, Instructional Design Center. And I'm already going to, I already feel bad that I'm going to show this photo because this just, it's going to come back to haunt me. But <laughs> so um, we 
graduated at the same time. We even got our first job out of college. And, you know, we were on the same team in the same, you know, uh, company for one year. Um, so we graduate at the same time and they gave us uh, these briefcases. So they, they wrapped them up. And uh, if you look close enough on my red wrapped paper, it's uh, there's a Husker football on it. And then yours, it looks like, I think it's an apple or is that peach or something? I'm not, I honestly can't tell for sure. Or a huckleberry. Or you have to in on this. It's, yeah, it's definitely not a huckleberry. I can tell you that much. <laughs> this is the Instructional Design Center. Um, oh, Ken and Orville and Mike. And we had Lance, Lance yeah. Schwartz, who did a, a fan forum uh, with us a couple months ago. And that was such a cool time. Again, you go back to the timing of when we were there. That It was the mid to late 90s. Huskers are winning titles. There's Lance with Husker vision. And did you ever get to see any of the, did, did he ever show you any yeah. of the, the psych of tapes? Okay. Yeah, that was the best, like being there on a Friday and he'd kind of like call us into his little video closet and we'd all be packed in there in the dark watching Christian Peter spit all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a cool thing that, that was. And, and uh, you know, we, again, Redcasters, you can go back on YouTube. We have some videos with, with Lance and he talks about this and we have some of the, the psych updates, but yeah, he would show that to us. And then like the next day, that's, that's the video that they're going to pop in, in the locker room right before they go out for the tunnel walk. And we've seen it, you know, and, and, and our friend Doug, I remember one time there, we had a party at Doug's house and he, I think he got one of the, the tapes from Lance and like, we were at a party just watching psych up tapes. Like, and it was like a compilation of like, you know, several years oh. worth of them. And uh, you know, that's, that's how we partied 90 style. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> We were, uh, we were both in, adver we were both advertising majors too. So college of journalism shout out there too. Mm -hmm. Now when journalism uh, school was at Avery hall yeah. right next to Memorial stadium. So I can remember we would occasionally have some test or something like that. And we'd be right next to the stadium. They'd be practicing. And then oh, they on the big or on the, the loud screens or the loudspeakers, you know, they'd have some artificial noise getting pumped Crown in from the game. And it's like, yeah, we're trying to take a test here. <laughs> oh, but it was so cool too. Or they had before, uh, we're, everybody knows how old we are, um, but they would bring in the lights too. There were permanent mm -hmm. lights at the stadium. So they would bring in the semi-trucks and set up the lights for the rare night game. And mm -hmm. that was always cool too. Oh man, that, that yeah. was such a, such a fascinating time to be, be a Husker fan. Right, right when I was getting done with school, in fact, I was working at uh, our first job out of college that's when i did that husker chronicles website yeah. too a uh, buddy and i did and, and you know that was the first iteration of website so you didn't have to do anything crazy to to have a really good site i mean there's like 500 husker sites out there and most of them were, were not good and within one month we were like the number one site on the husker fan web ring or something like that and then and then uh, we ended up getting to go to a couple games with like press passes even you know for because we were partnering with like a couple like really small <laughs> news sources and stuff it's just a, that was just a fun that's just a fun time to be a husker fan it was it, it was a fun time to be in tech and it was a fun time to mm -hmm. be a husker and you're kind of selling yourself short on your husker chronicles because so what what this was folks this was like a very in-depth like this could have been a history book of nebraska um games basically and matt wrote it you know just all spit it out you know just all just all right there on the page 
and it was excellently written. Um, he asked me to edit it because I was <laughs> also an English major. So I got to do that kind of thing. I'm like, shoot, this guy's pretty good. And it was <laughs> it was really fun to read all of that. Mm-hmm. Does it well, exist anywhere at all anymore? You know, there's like the Wayback Machine yeah. on, on the Internet that you can. And I think I have some floppy disk and literally the floppy oh, yeah. disk of it. Um, Probably yeah. our subjects, discs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was going to do a a big portfolio piece as a senior, you know, advertising senior. I was going to create these magazines. And yeah. that's, so that was, so I was writing all the stuff. I'd create all the content and I'm creating these ad campaigns for it. And that was going to be my, my big piece. And it was going into my very last semester. My buddy comes back from, from Detroit and he's, he was a tech guy and he's like, well, you know, there's this thing called the internet <laughs> and you know, everything you've created, you were going to create the Husker Chronicles, the magazines. He goes, why don't we just create Husker Chronicles.com? And it's all there. So, I mean, all that history was there. And then we got to do some of the kind of the live stuff that was like, uh, oh, or not live, but it was, we, we created a bar stool thing where we could write a story each, each week, or there was yeah. the chalk talk where we would like oh, come yeah. up plays. And, and this is where I started to understand like the, the power of the, the internet. We're getting emails from football coaches about plays that we drew up. And like, there's some guy at ESPN contacting us and we're like, what in the world is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I remember going to you and asking you your hope with, with, well, first off, I mean, you've worked with UX design your, your whole career. So, I mean, we, that was some of that back then. And I mean, it was the, it was the editing of it. And I mean, and you get, you get enough talented people and get, you know, yeah. all these contributions and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of work too. It was. Well, I, I think that's, you know, really, that's probably a, a good step right into your redcast though. You know, you've been doing the same stuff just in different mediums as you go along. Mm-hmm. And this is as much fun as anything because, you know, this really is the interactive thing that we didn't yeah. get to do back in 2000 with Husker Chronicles is to actually have fans to meet people from all across the place. You, you include social media into it. But uh, it was really cool. Like when we got to do the Huskers, um, I, I, you were perfect for it. I knew that we need to, we need to have Amy, what she would bring to that, to the group. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to do that. And hopefully That's we get fun. to do another Huskers one. It, it's hard to get everyone together and, and everything, but, uh, that was, that was really a fun one to do. It was good. I, m- I made a lot of, of friends through that. And, you know, who says social media is good for nothing, you know, it's, and it, that kind of takes us full circle because I was talking about how you get kind of isolated as a Husker fan when you're not living near mm-hmm. Nebraska. Um, but it's been really great to have, you know, Twitter and be able to, to get into that community again and feel like you've got buddies watching the game there with you because you're seeing them, you know, tweet out their stuff or meeting up with um, the Husk girls and just having that thread of, we, you know, we did that one episode, but we've kept chatting with each other all through everything. And there's, you know, we talk about all the opportunities that, that UNL gives to people. The Huskers give a lot of opportunities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, the, this, Husker football thing, Husker sports in general. I mean, it, it goes beyond. I, I keep saying Husker football, but yeah. we are a, we are a Husker athletics podcast, and and you know what? Even just today, um, the Big Ten is the first conference to have a volleyball media days, and they hosted a volleyball media days today at the Big Ten headquarters in Chicago. 
that it's almost I can't believe that that's never happened before. I either. I thought that was ridiculous when they said it was the first one because I just assumed it went on every year and we just never heard about it. Mm-hmm. I saw that today and I was shocked. So not only, you know, so we're the first one, but that still means that literally every yeah. other conference out there hasn't done it, which is just ridiculous. You know, it there's a lot of a st- lot of progress being made, a lot of steps being made, but then you, you hear something like that and you're like, whoa, you know, it just it almost takes you back because you just assume that that would have already been happening long ago. Yep. Oh, and I was so pumped to see that Nicklin Haynes was getting to represent Adidas in their first uh, group of 15 college athletes that could be Adidas athletes. And I felt like that wasn't quite publicized well enough either. Like you just kind of come across these things. You're like, this is a really big deal. I wish somebody was shouting this at me a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, any of those weeks, gosh, I'm trying to think of any of those weeks that you might come back. Are there any volleyball games that same time or, you know, any way you can parlay it into a, you know, kind of a, a full Husker week of stuff. But I need to do that. I need to look at the schedule and find out because that's one big regret that I had while I was in, in college was I never did go to a volleyball game or the whole time I was living in Lincoln or even in Kansas City. You're close enough. You can go there. And I never did. And I've got to get to a volleyball game sometime. Mm. Well, this is, it's been everything I, I was wanting it to be here, Amy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had know. so much fun. Well, I mean, did, did I miss on anything? Is there anything else you want to talk about that, uh, that I haven't brought up here? I don't think so. I, I think, I think we got into everything that I was hoping to get into. I, I got to see some great pictures from the past and reminisce about the old days and, oh yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Your mom's going to love that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't have a, a brush or a hat or anything. Apparently, I didn't own any of that. You were a, a penniless college student, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Montana, is, is there any uh, like Brushes? Montanans for Nebraska group or anything that you're aware of up there? So I looked around and I don't remember there being an official alumni champion chapter in uh, Missoula. There might have been one in Bozeman. I can't remember because I I looked before I moved Mm. and I thought in my head, gosh, you know, Amy, maybe that's something you're supposed to start up, but I haven't yet. So we do have a couple of, of Huskers that I know, you know, who live in this tiny little town that I live by in Hamilton, Montana. Mm. So I think that, you know, we could do something, but it's just a matter of organizing it and the work that goes into it. If you start anything up, uh, the Redcast is happy to do every, anything possible to promote the, right. the Montanans for Nebraska group that you would put together. So Awesome. Well, maybe maybe that's my next chapter. Jeremy. Crap. Amy. That's right. It was Amy, not Abby. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what's that about? Jeremy, <laughs> you had me worried. <laughs> yeah, Dougal, let's go, GBR. Husker Kara GBR going to be another awesome V-Ball season yes. and it will, it will. Yes, it will be. I'm excited nope. for that. Don't have any doubts there. Well, as is tradition then on the show, uh, you get the parting shot here, Amy. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything that's on your mind? Uh, I just, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, rolling around and glorying in, in Husker football excitement, you know, with the first practice open to media day or to the media and, coming off media days and everybody firing up all of the preseason articles and getting down to the, you know, the last month before 
the first kickoff and it's a, it's a glorious time to be alive. You know, a hundred percent Kool-Aid right now. hundred <laughs> percent Kool-Aid. We're undefeated. Great time of the year. Well, Off thank season you. Champions. <laughs> Off season champions. That's right. Husk guys is, is going to be very happy with you for saying that. Well, thank you so much, Amy. This is a ton of fun. Stay on after this because I know we'll chat a little bit more afterwards. But, uh, you know, uh, Redcast Nation, thank you for uh, for listening. And remember, you could be the next one to join us on the forum. A Huda Media Production.